0: Are listening to the Chartographers?
1: Here
2: we everybody! you are the Chartographers, and of course, as per tradition, we are having the Happy Hour mini uh, We were talking about Fleetwood Mac, and who are we talking about? It's me, Evan Slattery. It's co-creator Taryn O'Reilly. Woo! It's someone who happens to know Taryn O'Reilly named Ned O'Reilly. I don't know exactly what his role or function is in Ned and life. I'm but the historian. Oh, he's a historian. That the, 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 the historian. He's got a scraggly old beard. It's great, guys. We are talking about Fleetwood Mac. We're gonna dive into details. And first off, before anything else, y'all realize there's a pair of balls just hanging right there on the cover <laughs> of, of Rumors. Right? <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, not not a lot of people know that. And I just want to say, if you got the Wikipedia, it doesn't matter. Right? Pull open the Fleetwood. Mac. There were a pair of balls staring right out there. That pair of balls went double diamond. Right? But also, so. you want
1: to look at the crystal. Oh yeah, the crystal on- ball. On the self-titled album, and then look at it again on Rumors, because there's a little reflection, and you need to look at it, and we'll tell you And no actually, if
2: that. you look at the dog's eyes on the cover of Tusk, they look exactly like dog's eyes. All right, guys, we're now <laughs> going to dive a little bit more into into it. Uh, first off, we're going to ask the question we ask at the start of every half-hour minute. So, guys, what's the worst Fleetwood Mac song? I mean, we touched
0: on this earlier. Um, I, the, the the one at the end of Tusk. Time. We just the it's, it's Mick Fleetwood times. yeah is narrating. Yeah, it's, it's, and it's just he's God talking about awful. whether God
1: still exists and and no over one this weird Cynthia and I doubt anybody care cared synth, then, man. and I sure don't care now. But it's almost <laughs> unfair to call a song from Time, which we already said was not a very good record, the worst song. It's almost more interesting to say, well, what was the worst song from the albums that we ranked? Well, we did rank those, but the, <laughs> but the albums. How about the albums that were commercially successful? What's the worst song? You know, maybe that. Um, I don't. I, I find that a more interesting question. I, I mean, mean, Oh,
2: Daddy, off of Rumours. We kind of touched on that a little bit. Yeah,
1: and I disagree on that. But you can name that, sure.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the, Oh, I didn't mention this during the main cast, but um, I hate I'm So Afraid off of subtitled. Okay. And I really like it when he does it live. It has a whole different energy. So it's not It's a bad song. It's three minutes longer, but it, it completely loses any energy it might have in a studio setting.
2: Well, okay. and furthermore, I think that it's it's just kind of I kind of want to talk about it a little bit because uh, for those who are maybe casual fans, because not not sure if you know this, Ned, a lot of people listen to this podcast that may actually have zero idea about the artist in general. Sure, yeah, yeah, uh, and which is really great, and I love it because we're it's like we're educating them on her story hit our you know jovial drunken way. Uh, but more importantly, talk about the dance and why the dance was significant. And before we, be to. before we get into that though, I want because it might about,
1: include the worst. Um... With my song on it, but anyway, <laughs> right? No, 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 but even better than that, though.
2: Even better than that, though. Why? Why did the dance even happen? I'll tell you why the dance happened. Because Bill Clinton got elected into office. Yep. And what did well, Bill Clinton... more importantly,
1: he used "Don't Stop" yeah. as his campaign.
2: So, so I don't... believe it was during. And that the... was his re-election, right? Uh, no, no, it was, was actually 92, Yeah, and so during the inauguration, in the he's like, "Well, I use this my campaign song. It'd be great if I had these young hippies over here to try and sing it." So the band, who was kind of fractured at the time, came together specifically to I do. I believe that. it was
1: before Time was released. Yeah, it Am was. Right? Yeah, time yeah, was on yeah, five. yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: So and it was it was about when they were putting together the chain. Actually,
1: right in the box set. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So they were not necessarily getting along, but they they all were supporters of Clinton, right? And, and, and so all you know, five of them. When came the president
2: together, asks you to it, play your inauguration, you don't really. And plus, if that you were an
1: if you were an adult, a voting adult at, uh-huh. at that time, and had just gone through eight years of Reagan and four of the senior Bush, Clinton being elected was just. I mean, it was a turnaround, a huge turnaround for the country, and a lot of artists who are left leaning anyway. To see a Democrat finally back in office, to see someone who was talking at all about anything real and... and Substantive. And, yeah, yeah, I mean, that's a lot of why they were willing to come together to sing for him. Right. So, because they really believed it. So
2: him. even though they... I mean, but that was also the original lineup, not the necessarily the lineup that did time, but that was also important because that ultimately led to the dance. Now, right. a lot of people say that the dance was very much them. It was for money reasons. Like, guys, let's do a big old tour together. But why not? And that's money. <laughs>
0: right. yeah. But it was also huge because it was the first time that Lindsay was back with the band since In 1987. About yeah. It was about
1: 10 years. Because the dance didn't come out until five years after that right. at Prince Yeah, Clinton's. Because they were all doing other things still. Right. Yeah. But, but so, yeah, when the dance came out... Um, it was basically a reunion album, is how we felt about it as as longtime fans, mm-hmm. and so it had enough of the hits on it. Oh yeah, we know these songs, and it had for the first time it had the marching band live. Oh god, on I Tosca love that. don't stop. Oh, god, I love that point. Yeah.
2: that yeah. was so awesome to hear the way they do that. Even and though then, it, it feels very conventional, but it's like it's so fun to do them doing it there. Like there's just a yeah, and, oh. and
0: I think. I think the live version of Tusk on the dance has a huge punch-up of energy that the original is, is sort of mi- missing just uh, from a purely
1: dynamic standpoint. Yeah, I get that, although it's missing some of the lyrics, which disappoints oh, me. Oh, yes. No, it they, definitely they, they is. They skirt so. around some of the lines, and I miss them. Yes. And S- also, especially in the
0: second on episode. the original Tusk, uh, recording, all three of them are singing those those lead vocals. Which and is I don't why it think so sings weird. it live. Yeah,
1: on the dance. You on, see the it, one missing? Lindsay sings it by himself. Right. They don't. Yeah. That's what's really missing is is the vocal harmony, and it may just be because. He said, yeah, I'm going to do this with the band, with the live marching band, and I'll work with or them, and maybe... maybe it was maybe, one of
0: those moments where it actually is just Lindsay multi-tracking himself, and he's singing in weird voices, because that's yeah. totally something he does. If you listen to, um, also on Tusk, Save Me a Place, which we didn't talk yeah. about, but it's a, yeah. a, a really fun, yeah. pretty, little little love Slow song. Slow, but lovely Slow song. Slow, but yeah. lovely song. He recorded it totally By himself. By himself. And you, at first you're like, oh, these are some nice harmonies. And then you realize that, oh, no, Lindsay's singing lead vocal. Lindsay's singing bass harmony. Uh, and Lindsay is sounding yeah. like a girl on purpose to sing the high harmony. Yeah. Because you think it's a woman. And, and then you're like, well, it's the definitely, definitely what about,
2: not Christine. What about the new songs on the dance?
1: So, yeah. So the oh, other yeah. thing about the dance is that the hook was, oh, they're back together. Right. And we've got some live versions to some of the hits. And, you know, and because and they, they also had a video, which mm-hmm. really... They the whole concert was a was the a DVD, video. Yeah. The D V D so yeah, they were the selling like that too. Yeah. But but then once you got there, you got you got um Big Love, which was just the astonishing. New, the new version of the Big new Love, and Big on Love dances. was astonishing. And we didn't know wait, that was under that. Yeah. You know, like that, that, that could have been his no, demo no, version. And right, then he yeah. went in the studio and added all that other stuff. But it was like stripped down, you know, and, you know, in the and 90s... And the finger-picking. Yeah, and the finger-picking's
0: just... At a time when the... See, because for me, I feel like the finger-picking on Say You Will was him exploring yeah. what he had... What what was received incredibly well on the dance. The right. finger-picking of Big yeah. Love. Which he, he'd always done the finger-picking, but in, in a, in, on his guitar solos. Or, like, on, on Never Going Back Again, it's a lot more... Yeah. Uh, you can follow it more easily and it's a lot yeah, more yeah. like bouncy and sort of sing-songy yeah. Yeah. whereas on this it, it has some real drive and, and grit hand. behind it.
1: Well, it was... It, and that for me made me recognize and then I was, started going backwards and said, oh yeah, that was there already. How fucking good a guitarist Lindsay Buckingham? Yeah. <laughs> right. in, fact, the- in fact, I thought a lot about this. Lindsay Buckingham, for me, it, his strongest suit is as an arranger of music. Yes. Yeah. And then his second strongest suit is as a guitarist, and his third suit is as a vocalist and his fourth strength writer. is as a songwriter. I. Could... And it's sad because he's so good at those other things he right. want his writing to be better, but it really just isn't.
2: Now we did yeah. also want to talk about how uh, following the dance, following the tours, uh, uh, Stevie became real good friends with uh, uh, Cheryl Crow. And oh. for a while there, there was the talk about guys after Christy McVe left of like, guys, what if we brought in Sheryl Crow is like the new and then, I think it was one of that the things that would have that, sold the record. Yeah, you know, Mick. That's Mick sure. Well, Mick, Mick was like all for it. He's like, yeah. yes. And Steve, of course, friend of Cheryl. Cheryl actually co-writes well, well, and sings well. on her album, uh, Planets of the Universe. wherever the fuck And I Cheryl's remember. no youngster. Right. She's definitely. not as old
1: as these guys, but she's about fifty now. I think. Yeah. Right.
2: But then, but it was Lindsay Buckingham who's like, what's she going to do? She's going to come out there and sing her is she a Christy McVie song. She's not going to sing her well, own song. So he that, didn't right, talk right. like that. Is this John McVie's opinion? Yeah. Uh, Listen.
1: That sounds like John. Thank I, you. Lindsay, I was going to call him on that too. <laughs> Listen,
2: but Lindsey Buckingham, he also has been around the long enough, and I would believe that he, like Madonna, he adopted a British accent later on just because of like. He oh, didn't <laughs> at all. So. I didn't. This is how I with Lindsey Buckingham.
1: But anyway. anyway. No, really, uh, Lindsey is so California. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, I understand why you might want to bring in Cheryl Crow, but you know, I was really thinking this was this was you and me, Stevie. That. You know was I was really thinking this was good really, what, me. And, but <laughs> the other thing finally me. finally getting back together and doing the, the thing, thing that we might have done back in nineteen seventy five had we never even joined this band but the thing that's that's I, I find thinking.
2: is so weird is the fact that like this is a band that is used to changing yeah, right.
1: songwriters over time that it's just like so
2: Cheryl crow will bring in a new mm-hmm. element to that Would well, yeah. you have a problem with it would have made you? sense like, it was yeah. part of
1: the formula is exactly. when one songwriter leaves you bring in another one Exactly.
2: but there were so many Christian B songs that left that deficit of just like who's gonna to sing them
1: yeah I we
0: moved on from the dance. Yeah. We weren't if, done sorry, yet. Yeah, what no, else do I say about talking, the dance?
2: Yeah. We I we were gonna talk we kept
0: being like and then they were doing new songs. The but little, we pretty pretty little didn't little talk old, about how bad the new songs were. <laughs> because they were really bad.
1: Except <laughs> <laughs> Bleed to Lover. Bleed to Lover. Bleed, Love Bleed to Love is a brilliant song. Which, which, which was then now, included say will, on right.
0: Say You Will five years later. Yeah. But but Temporary One Temporary One by Christine McVeigh is a garbage little song the, the verses are like kind of fun and you're like okay i can subscribe really this and it really makes going. no sense and then yeah. it makes no sense it's a total mixed metaphor the it yeah. doesn't rhyme the chorus is too short it doesn't it it doesn't fo- it doesn't resolve melodically yeah. Yeah. it's, a lot it's just it. a bad bad that's song that's and that's 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 they should that's have that's just that's been that's like christine no we're not doing this um, Stevie's new offering was called
1: Sweet
2: Girl Sweet Girl yeah and
1: I can't even remember it and it's I've heard the
2: record a lot Bad. I can't even remember it it's, it's so real bad dull. and then there was that Pretty Little Devils and then My Little, little, devil devil was the My little Demons was the other song My Little Demons was
0: a Lindsay song some and thing, it was yeah, it was Again, mostly about effects <laughs> really yeah. really just yeah. not useful which is why they did not, not useful they yeah. did not include that one on Say You Will you might notice because probably everyone panned it after yeah. the dance came out um it's also really annoying because on the audio of the dance they in inco- they include all of their like talking oh, at the yeah. end of the song before it yeah. So like at the end of "Say You Love Me," which has a really fun oh, and
1: that's a great version of that. Can't
0: yeah. talk about yeah. a reinvention. A real, a total. Yeah. They, yeah. they, so that's with the, the one where they add the banjo harmonies. and yeah. and John McVie's singing for the first time. Yeah, yeah. Like,
2: yeah. And she's like, "I'd love to introduce my husband, John McVie, for this ex-husband." Or, uh, ex-husband she but, yeah. clearly says, "I don't know um, it, but and some people, well, well 30 people, 30 some people in the audience laugh at that too. They're like, "Ah, like It's also like, "Oh, Christian McVie's making There's a reason we have
1: the same last name.
0: Yeah. Um. But yeah anyway, they include the that... they include the speech Lindsay's terrible boring introduction for terrible my little demons at the yeah. end of the say you love me track and it's like a minute and a half long. Yeah. Yeah. Thankfully most music players now you can pick an end point for a song <laughs> and it'll just stop well, this playing was 97, 98 but it yeah. was, Technology was different. it was it it was just like if you're gonna do a live album. Cut the fucking
1: talking. Well, like, if really... I mean
2: if the talking's there, at least make it interesting. Yeah. yeah. Somebody yeah, decided yeah. that
1: was interesting. And they were just incorrect. Yeah. So can we move on from the dance stuff? <laughs>
2: Listen, the, the dance. not talking about the dance. Goddammit. because
1: well, I want to bring up. Oh God. Do you have more to say about the dance? No, I was gonna okay. bring. I was gonna mention the 1980. Yeah, I one. want to bring up that the 1980 Fleetwood Mac live album is every bit as good and in some ways better than the dance. I have a visual image here that you can't see, but. It's a blurry picture of the band. on. The he has track. it on vinyl. But,
2: yeah, He's holding but, it in front of my face. They definitely, the did,
1: they definitely did a bunch of hits and did them kind of like you knew they'd be. Um, and, and Lindsay gets to indulge himself on Not That Funny, which is like the eighth best of his nine songs from yeah. Tusk. But he does an eight-minute version of it here and gets to play around. But more interesting to me is that there were several songs that had never been done anywhere before, which they recorded like at sound checks. So uh, they did "Fireflies," which is a beautiful Stevie Nicks song. It was actually a single that didn't go anywhere, but it's wonderful.
0: Wasn't it a single from this?
1: It was a single from this. This is the only place it appears. It doesn't, it's not on any other collection. And,
2: and here's the thing, I'll give credit to the band. They actually did a really nice thing and a lot of other bands do it too where they have songs they just keep on deck for a while on the, uh, and they don't record them until way after. In fact, on yeah. the uh, deluxe double disc edition of Rumors that they put out a couple years yeah. ago, uh, you can hear us like a solo piano acoustic a version, demo version of Planets of the Universe that uh, Stevie would later do on her 2003 solo effort. Ah, okay. Yeah, uh, no, which no, 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 is no. like really cool no, no, no. that she just kept it around for so long.
1: Um, the other new ones from, from Live were One More Night, which was an okay track from mm-hmm. from uh, uh, from Christine. Meh. And then a, a Passion of Lindsay's, which was the Farmer's Daughter, which is a Brian Wilson of the Beach Boys song, yeah. um, where the, the three of them sing in harmony and it's almost all vocal. There's it's, a little bit yeah, of bumping behind It's, it's
0: beautiful, but I actually prefer, if you get the deluxe version of Tusk, the two disc version, CD it's version there. of Tusk, yeah. they have a, a demo of the Farmer's Daughter and it's Beautiful. It's even better. And okay, it's great. it's very it's it's very like rumbling, it's it's pretty lo-fi, but I, I love it. And you didn't mention, although you're you're thumbing your fingers on it, the best thing to come off the 1980 live album is Don't Let Me Down Again, which I've listened to about eighty times.
1: And I it's from Love Time. Originally, song. the album <laughs> we haven't talked about yet, and none left at home today, so he doesn't have the vinyl copy in his hands, but it is Buckingham mm-hmm. Nicks from 1974. Oh, that's a
2: Buckingham yeah. Nicks! It's from Buckingham Nicks. The album
1: they put out prior to joining. Which, Play for me, is a right. masterpiece. There's, there's, you know, there's, there's two instrumentals on it, which you can kind of go, eh. But as interest to the other songs are okay. But beyond the two instrumentals, there's eight other songs that are outstanding. They're all really, really good songs. Really, really well produced. Really well played. Really well sung. And it's Stevie and. And Lindsay, when they were happy together, which is a vibe you don't quite get anywhere right. else. It's a great, great record and very hard to find, isn't it, Terry? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. have been looking for it for a
1: well,
0: while. Well, I don't think it is commercially available on CD. It least. is not.
1: It has never been released which on CD. Which is like, what the fuck? And yeah. I don't know why. These two people have sold... <laughs> are superstars. Are yeah.
0: superstars. They could
1: do anything they want with it. And yeah. they've done nothing They've
0: done it. nothing with it. Yeah, it's so uh, interesting.
2: Taryn, you were telling me the story of why, who someone was upset, Stevie Nicks was upset that she wasn't allowed to include uh, Silver Springs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This is, so the reason. She wanted to put it on
1: her own Greatest Hits album because Fleetwood Mac had never done anything with it. Mm -hmm. She asked Mick and he said, no, I'm saving it for this box set that we're doing next year. And she quit the band over that. And that's why she's not on time. Yeah, yep. is because she was, she Mick was
0: would not give her and she, her and, own song, and she was like, <laughs> she was like, I've sold twenty million records on my own as a solo artist, yeah. and you need me in Fleetwood Mac to sell albums. And
1: she was totally right. Yeah, yeah, because as soon as she was gone, nobody bought the next record. Nobody, nobody. Gave a shit. Like <laughs> yeah. that's
2: why I had no problem trashing, uh, trashing time when we came up yeah. with it because I guess. it is. Just, it was just yeah. But little, little, we did little, that on the other, the other half. things. Right. But
1: yeah, there were some, some great songs on that live album. Now, along those lines, they put out a greatest hits in like 87 or 88, yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. which had all the hits up till that point. But nothing, you know, nothing. In fact, they're like, why didn't we put Landslide on there? which Or Songbird, which right. was yeah. huge nothing... staples of the live show. Yeah,
2: radio staples, not singing. Yeah, yeah but, exactly. But
1: instead they added two new studio recordings, which were really bland. One it was really, released as a well, single by Stevie and it was bland, and the other it was actually, a song that was bland. It
0: was in nineteen ninety, so it was. It, they that already, release?
1: Yeah. No, I think it was earlier. No, I got
0: because it. it has as long as you follow, which yes. uh, which has Rick Vito and. That's what I'm saying.
1: Philly they Bernard. already knew those guys, and they were already playing with him because Lindsay was leaving the band. It was after Tango in the Night. What year Let's, was it? Well, can I read it? I think it's nineteen eighty-eight.
0: Yeah, that says 1988. Yeah, so that's
1: after Tango in the Night, but before Behind the Mask. So the point is, they were already working with those guys. You're right. Yeah. Because there's another song that came out of that era that's only available on the the, the chain, the four-disc box set, called Paper Doll. It's oh, a yeah, really actually catchy Stevie fun. Nicks tune. Yeah. It's the best of the or hitherto for not available songs on that album. Yeah. And it's definitely not Lindsay. It's, it's Rick Vito singing with her. Yeah. And, uh, you know... And, and it's a great little, great little pop tune. Catch so,
2: Taryn... What? What's your favorite Fleetwood Mac story?
0: My favorite Fleetwood Mac story?
2: Yeah. Ooh. About the band.
0: That's... I like hard. I You've mean, told so many already. I know, I know. <laughs> oh, yeah. You, you told... I mean,
2: the thing is, again, and that's one of the things about... This is a band where as much we talk about the music and as great as it mm-hmm. is, the drama, the behind-the-scenes fuckery, like, it is just... Mick Fleetwood is an asshole is the long story short of a lot of it, so you need to know that. But... Well, yeah,
0: and I mean, especially in the early days, or at any point, um, I mean, there was, I forget which album he was on, but there was one guitarist that they hired, he contributed two songs, they decided his vocal color wasn't right, I think it was on Mystery To Me. Um, oh,
1: back there. Yeah, yeah
0: Bob Weston. Yes, yes. Bob Weston, yeah. and he was—he put two songs on an album, and then they fired him because they didn't think he was right. And and there regularly, there were multiple guitars. Like I'm pretty sure Danny Kirwan did not quit. I'm pretty sure that he was fired because oh, isn't he who slept with. McFleetwood's wife. Yeah, yeah. yeah. With Jenny Fleetwood. Yeah. Yeah. So Danny Kerwan was in was in the original lineup of of Fleetwood Mac uh, with Peter Green. He was uh-huh. very much a, a a melodic guitarist. Yeah. His his uh, especially early on, his credits on the album were all instrumentals. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah.
0: And and then he kind of grew as a songwriter. But yeah, he was fired in 1970. So okay, this is my favorite Fleetwood Mac story. <laughs> He was fired um, in 1972 while they were on tour okay. because he slept with Jenny Fleetwood right. and Mick was like, I can't perform with this man anymore. I never yeah. want to see him again in my life. Yeah. And so they cut the tour short and then their manager
1: hired, well, yes,
0: five, the people, Fleetwood Mac. hired five people yeah. to continue the tour yeah. under Fleetwood Mac because he was like, well, I'm the manager. I own the name. And, and, and also we have
1: these commitments. And yeah. he also
0: yeah. didn't and but he didn't tell people going to the shows. So people showed up expecting to see Fleet the real Mac, Fleetwood and Mac, and yeah. it was just these five random people playing their songs. That's amazing. And so that That's obviously amazing. got word got around, and the rest of the tour was canceled because no one wanted to see that. And
1: ironically, about twenty years later, that sort of happened with the Time version of the band. Dave Mason was an old hand; he had put, been in Traffic and mm-hmm. other, and had a hit by himself. You know, he was an old British rocker. Oh yeah. So they brought him in. And this Becca Bramlett, who That's we talked about before. Weird part about... But it wasn't really Fleetwood Mac because it didn't have any of the th- three right. singer songs that well, anybody so wanted to hear. Well, was
0: Christine, didn't
1: it? No. Oh, Christine no. Didn't, had already she quit didn't, that part? Yeah, she, she contributed the songs to the album because they were ready to go, but she didn't want to tour. And okay. so they toured without her. They toured with oh, these other Oh, I didn't people. even know yeah. she so wasn't on no, that tour. no, Christine, no Stevie, no Lindsay... And yes, nobody know. came, and nobody bought Everyone the record. Everyone All those Mick groupies, yeah. right there. Yeah.
2: Uh, guys, what is the best pre, uh, the best Bob Welch era Fleetwood Mac album?
1: Album? Mm. I can only name a song that I like. Bear Trees, I, I think, that.
2: is pretty.
0: Yeah, you've said that, and I, I'm not sure I agree. I think I have to spend more time with it, which I am planning to do. I, yeah. I, I do want to spend more time with this early era. Um, I actually, I think I would say Mystery to Me. Yeah.
2: It's, yeah. Um, I mean, there's, there's a lot, a lot of, well, Christine brings some really nice textures to it that the band previously. Because
0: Hypnotized is actually a really fun it's a song. great song.
1: Yeah. And you may not be aware, while their version was played on AOR radio, it actually became a hit single for the Pointer Sisters. In about 1970, yes,
2: no, they do a very yes, yes, nice yes, 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 that's right. And, and you know, Bob Welch hopefully made some, of some royalties of off of that. what again, point is, had a country yeah. hit too back in the day. Too.
0: I so also did. have a really interesting Fleetwood Mac a fun bit of information. Throw it out. They
2: there. were drop it on the table.
0: They were inducted to the Hall of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah, uh-huh. okay. and And um, like many art- other artists before them that had tons of lineup changes, yeah, they got to choose which members were included. <laughs> and so, and, you know, and oh, so hilarious. like with the Grand Funk Railroad or what's that? The psychedelic, what's that band called?
1: That? Grand Funk Railroad is a band. Grand yeah. Funk Railroad. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. They in- inducted like all 15 people that have ever been in the band because <laughs> no. they were just like, let's just do that. Fleetwood Mac did not. Fleetwood Mac did the main five, obviously. Mick Fleetwood, John McVie, Christine McVie, Stevie Nicks, Lindsay Buckingham. No. And then they included the original lineup, Jeremy Spencer, Peter, uh, Green, Peter Green, and uh Danny Kerwan. And they did not include Bob Welch. Oh. Because Oh because after Rumors
1: was a success. Are you sure that Bob Welch was still alive at that time? He was. He died
0: okay. in two
1: thousand twelve. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Um <laughs> and when were and, they
0: inducted? And in the mid-2000s, I believe it was after Say You Will. Yeah, because okay. remember,
2: you're eligible after your first single comes out. It's been 25 years since. Got it. Okay.
0: But, so, in the late 70s, after Rumors was a huge success, McFleetwood, mm-hmm. John McVie, and Christine McVie reneg- renegotiated their contracts and got larger royalty sums from these five albums, Future oh, Games, Bear Trees, that Bob Welch was on. Penguin, that Bob Welch was on... So they were making more money than bob welch off of records that bob welch contributed most of the songs to but because he wasn't in the band anymore he wasn't part of those negotiations so he sued the three of them for the money that he had been missing out on and be, and he won, because yeah, he totally... Because yeah. that was their fucking fault for yeah. not including no. him in that. They really should have. But yeah. that's why they didn't
1: but invite him to the Hall of Fame, right?
0: Uh, right, so they didn't include him yeah. in the Hall of Fame, because then there was bad blood between them. Yeah. Yeah. Which I just think is a fascinating... But, oh, but he also... Yeah. It, you know, he wasn't in the commercially successful period of the nope, band. True. But he carried the band during yeah, that Yeah, there would period.
2: not be a Fleetwood Mac were it not for Bob Welch. Like, they, had just had given it. Up they wouldn't then, but... have made it. Yeah, to and he wound up having
1: a couple of big hit singles, one of which was Sentimental Lady, which was a remake from Bear Trees mm-hmm. and included Christine McVie's very prominent vocal going yeah. on. It. Yeah. That was a top 10 hit. And, Actually, uh,
0: I wonder if the lawsuit was during the early 80s then. Because I know that that was like yeah. 1979 that he was doing his 70s, solo record. 78, yeah. Yeah, something like that. It was after
1: Rumors. Yeah. Because yeah. that was part of the point. It was like, oh, this guy used to be in... Right. And so it was like... Formerly go, oh, yeah. Fleetwood Mac. Other Fleetwood Mac connections and they bought it. Yeah, yeah you know? totally. and so he had a hit record. His timing was right. So I'm going, I'm going to put out a record now while my old band All is right. big because then people will connect me and, and it worked. Can I go to my favorite... Yeah, please, Ra- wrap it this up. This is one that your favorite. Flea this is what show. I I just saw recently cuz I've done some video watching. Yeah, yeah. There's a there's a great apparently it's on some DVD re-release from Tusk or something. But it's the session where they're recording Angel which I, you know, which I yeah. think is a great great song. Oh, yeah, and yeah. Stevie Nicks is on record from that era at least saying that was this, her favorite song to sing live. She loved it. She was trying to write a rock and roll song because all of her songs were so quiet and contemplative and mysterious she wanted and she said and it got darker and darker as she worked on the lyrics but but that the rhythm of and the feel of it was always and she felt like a rock singer when she sang it and that was a change for her yeah she had sung rock before that she just didn't recognize (coughs) it Rhiannon but yeah Rhiannon for example Um, so so in the session they show her recording her vocals and they keep stopping and starting and one of the reasons is she goes off the melody um, because she's never been a great singer she's a stylist yeah and she doesn't have a great range either. But she does write the song. So it's like, well, if you wrote the song, you should think so Lindsay, as producer basically, was stopped her, stopped her and took her aside. And they she he sat, she stood at the piano and she he was playing the song on the piano. Right, because they were trying to get harmonies down. Trying to and get the like, harmonies down. And I, she kept going off the melodies. and said, No, 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 I'm singing this lower part, and you want to stay there, right? unless you want to rewrite the melody. And, and she kind of laughs it off. And it was just this great little give and take. And again, you know, you talk about Stevie Nicks not sounding real smart. She doesn't there either. Yeah. And yet she wrote this beautiful song with this very interesting lyrics. But she can't hold the melody unless Lindsay helps her do it. Right. You know? right. Which is, is if you
0: listen to, on 1980 Live, on The Dance, and, you know, any live recordings that you might find on YouTube. Yeah, there's a Fleetwood Mac in she, Boston yeah. album, too. Yeah, yeah. She doesn't um, sing... Sabo the melodies on the verses. Yeah, she's like she sings time. whatever the hell she wants. Yeah. So that totally makes sense. Yeah. That that right. she, you know, the only reason she's singing a consistent melody on the recordings is because the band was like, people will not follow this song if it doesn't have a, a repetitive right. melody phrase. Yeah, well, yeah, a yeah. repetitive melodic a phrasing. Yeah. 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 But here's yeah. the
2: thing, I mean, the reason why I don't own oh, their live albums is because I've learned something over time is that uh, when you're buying them, you're buying them and it's just not, it's just not. And when you're buying them, them. Then, you're then you're listening to them, <laughs> you know? That's what it is. So, guys, listen, thank you so much for being here. I really, I really, and if you didn't listen to the last podcast, that joke didn't make sense, but trust us, it's great. Uh, thank you so much for being here, Ned. I appreciate you showing up here. Absolutely. Taryn, as, yes. as always, as so always, guys. Much fun. You should probably listen to some Bob Woe's solo records and make him feel better. He's dead, but still is a statement <laughs> appreciated. Leader uh, of the Party, the Chartographers, keep listening because you know that will be Facebook. Twitter, we don't have that yet, still, all right, bye!